it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm from Radio Free Brooklyn, um, the greatest radio station in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, Please go to our Patreon page and uh, donate a little money because free speech is like becoming more and more important. And we're really into that. And we're doing some political stuff. We're moving the culture forward. And there's not enough of that. And we take like 50 cents, 50 cents a month is great. Whatever you got, whatever you got. So um, my way over here, you know, I was thinking, what do I give a shit about today? And I wanted to tell you something that I really think is really important. Uh, A lot of times I complain or say like, what could be better or whatever. And uh, it was so gorgeous out today. And I feel like really healthy, physically healthy, just for whatever reason today. And I was reminded of how important gratitude is. Gratitude is actually uh, kind of the secret to being happy because if you are, if you appreciate, just take a moment and appreciate the crap you have. Like you have food in your refrigerator. I know you do. That's my listeners all have food. They may not have really great food, but we're not starving. It's a beautiful day. You've got a radio or some form of listening device. And even better than that, we have this amazing guest on today. There he is. He's really, it's it's a little nerve-wracking. He's kind of cute. He's really cute. Okay, so it's Joseph Keckler. Hi, Joseph. Uh, hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi. So this all happened very fast. I don't know if Joseph is ready for this. I'm not ready for this because I totally, I'm just going to put this together, that Joseph sent me all this great music, which I thought I had on a playlist and I screwed up. So we're, we're going to be um, improving the tech a little bit. But um, Joseph seem, seems like he's, like he's smiling in sort of, he's smiling in a like, it's, I'm going to say it's okay. Are you okay? I feel bad about it. I'm just going to tell you I feel terrible. Don't feel terrible. Are you upset about it? Are you like thinking I'm, this is when I'm thinking, okay, here's my counter-transference. So I've got this really awesome um, guy who has agreed to be on my show and his music is amazing and incredibly well-respected, and I totally fucked up the tech, and now I'm thinking, he's like, why the fuck am I doing this show? Are you thinking that? Um, no, I'm not thinking anything. No? <laughs> no, I, I, I just woke up, so yeah, it you takes sl- me a while to transition. Yeah, you know, you sent me a note. You, what is with the sleeping thing? You sleep like, what's your sleeping? You said it was eccentric. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what is your sleeping pattern? Well, I, I tend to I tend to feel safe um, once the sun comes up to go to sleep. Oh, so is that like a vampire thing? I mean, it it seems like that, but it's not. You know, it, it it's not. Um, what do you What do you mean by feel safe? Actually, what does that mean? Well, it it just calms me, you know, and it and it whereas and I like the night. I like it's quiet. Nobody nobody's. Um, you know, every, everybody else is sort of put away, and so I don't have to deal with with them. And um, but if I go to sleep in the dark, sometimes I don't know. I like wake up and I'm startled and see weird shadows and things. So at dawn, I feel safe. Do you do you sleep a lot, or just, are you just, like a four hour night sleeper? Um, no, I'm not on that on that like um, 
Einstein, uh, <laughs> circadian. Um, Oh, I don't know. Agenda, but I, I, I sleep, uh, you know, no eight hours, you know, a normal amount. So you like to sleep when it's light out because you feel... Yeah, but, you know, I'm trying to transition back to something uh-huh. a little little earlier, but, I, you know. Do, do okay. people that know you well or, or deal with you on a regular basis, is that like part of what they know about you? And then they're like, oh, well, Joseph's not going to be able to have brunch and things like that. Do they, is that like they, do they complain or are they cool about it? No, they're okay. Some some of those people. I mean, even my my mother's sort of nocturnal herself. So oh. I, I talked to her at at a, you know two or three in the oh. in the morning last night. And okay. I and now I have to call people in L.A. at a certain point, you know, right, of the night right. because it's earlier for them. Right, right. <laughs> so before um I get uh deeper into this conversation with with you, Joseph, I um want to talk about your music. And I want to talk about how I'm how I came to. I, I'm actually just meeting you, just so you know, guys. I'm just meeting him for the first time right here. Like I met him for the first time in person, 15 minutes ago. So we're all learning, going through this together. Um, and uh, here's the thing. Uh, I I I'm you know I am so caught up in trying to keep up with comedy and art. And music has just total throwing music in, which I love, has totally overwhelmed me. I'm also personally really disappointed with music because I'm 60 years old and I grew up with great music, and popular music is just old music. And where do where are you people playing new music? You have to really look into it. So Joseph, uh, so I got invited to be on the Art Fag City Benefit Committee, and that's why we're we're here. Um, and it's going to be an amazing benefit. And Joseph. Are you performing solo? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So Joseph is going to be the, it's going to be a show. Part of it is going to be a show. It's going to be like a whole evening. It's going to be incredible. Um, so I was at the meeting and they have all sorts of things planned. Joseph is the entertainment, but there's, it's going to be like a whole event and people are going to be dressed in goth. And are you excited? You're excited about it, right? Yeah. 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 So it's going to be really cool. Let's tell people to go see it at, um, so here's where you get tickets, okay? Artfcity.com slash goth opera. <laughs> it's also on my Facebook page, so if you need to reference it, you can just look it up. My Facebook page is public. Um, so anyway, so what happened was, so I walk in, I'm late to the meeting. I hope Patty's listening because she's going to, Patty, who is, the uh, you know founder and visionary behind Art Fact City. Art Fact City is a great art blog. If you do not know, every art person knows. But a lot of what they it's it's a real journal. It's a real testament to journalism, not just art, because they are so you know uh, relevant, relevant, and they're controversial, and they do all sorts of things. So it's a really great blog if you love art, and even if you don't, just to keep up with the culture and the effect art has on it. Patty's, like, I've had her on the show. She's crazy committed to good writing, and she doesn't fucking pull any punches. So come to the benefit, because it's going to be fucking incredible. Anyway, the point is, so I walk into this meeting, and like really late and really embarrassed. And then, uh, cause I'm late and it's a seat, you know, and then everybody's talking in glowing terms about Joseph Keckler and the benefit. So Joseph, I felt so embarrassed that I 
didn't, I couldn't ask. I couldn't say, who is Joseph Kackler? <laughs> you understand, right? It would, it would have been... Um, they I would have looked like an idiot. They, they would have uh, just excused you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling if they're listening to this, I'm not going to be on You would on have the, been kicked off the board. I'm, pro- I'm not on the board. I'm only on the benefit <laughs> on committee. On the benefit committee. I mean, whatever. I was. We'll see. What do you think? Do you think I'll still be on it? I, I think so. You do? I don't really well having having you on. You're see Joseph. You are helping me politically with Art Fags. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, you should come. It's April 18th. It starts at six. It goes to ten. But anyway, so I had this happened all like in t- the last two days, right, Joseph? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, I didn't think Joseph was going to be. I was like, ah, Joseph Keckler, he's never going to be on. But he, you were really sweet. You you agreed to do it so quickly. I'm so honored, really. So I because I started looking up Joseph Keckler, and I can't believe like you're such like you're considered like a genius. It's true, isn't it? It is. No response. <laughs> How do you respond to that? Let me just tell you what he says. So anyway, so I look it up, and uh, here's this guy who is an operatic. This is a glowing review in the New York Times, and then I'm going to shut up. I just want you to know how fortunate you are to be hearing this music and what it's about. So um, Stephen Holden from the New York Times just recently in the past year wrote, Mr. Keckler is an operatic singer whose reign shatters the conventional boundaries of classic singing. The sensibility of a magician, a trickster's dark humor, and a formidable musical and literary erudition. 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 (laughs) Mr. Keckler is one of the brightest lights. Oh, but don't say that part. Well, that's okay. It Uh, says alt cabaret, which which is, um, you know. Not my. Not, so you don't like not, being put in that category. Not, not my, but it's okay because he wrote all those nice things. But you also <laughs> like won best downtown performance artist from the Village Voice and stuff like that, right? And like you shatter unconventional boundaries. How do you handle all this shit? That's what I really want to know. What did that feel like when you read that New York Times review? Ah, uh, gosh. Or do you- Funnily enough, I uh, I had people, a couple people around me, and I, I I thought, well, this is you know, and a lot of artists also don't read reviews, which I think is a good is a good yeah. policy, really. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But um, especially, I think actors don't read yeah, reviews. Yeah, yeah, and, and for, for and sure. for them, I really understand why that's psychologically necessary. Um, but but I I. I read it and I thought it was good and I, I, you know, I was really happy and I started sharing. I said, called up a couple of people. I said, look, did you see the review? And then these people around me started sort of, you know, coming with these petty grievances. Well, but he didn't mention the blah, blah, blah. And I, I just. So you weren't <laughs> saying that, but your other people uh, were? It just happened to be the first two people I called. That's so and weird. It, it was, it was kind of, it was sort of absurd. I mean, um, you know, since since he, he he lavished all this praise and he said all these Huge. hyperbolic things, and then and then a couple a couple people were. So did that hurt? Did uh, that take some of it away? Well, it just seems like a, like a downer for a second, but I think um, no, I I was still pleased that I. <laughs> you know what's interesting nice to me you. about that? Uh, what's interesting is um, that um, most people are so. Lord, 
like, it's interesting that um, somebody of your level of performance where it radiates, your press radiates out that you have outside people complaining about it because most people, I mean, most people would just, I mean, I imagine most people are just like, hey, that's my press. That's so good, like you were saying. <laughs> right. And then, like, to right. actually have other people, like a man, a business person. You know, these were people who'd been in, invested, you know, and in, yeah. invested in my work for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I think there there's some, although they were, yeah. they were Debbie Downers in the <laughs> moment, I think it was grounded in support and thinking, you know, having their own stuff tied up in my in my in your career yeah wanting me to be somehow represented in in all this in you know dimension right uh, which i I, i'm really uh thankful to to stephen holden for the for the review so um okay well here's what i wanted to say about the music the music is amazing it is uh for somebody who's just like it, it the closest thing is it comes to his opera right would you say for somebody who doesn't know a lot about music? Like yeah, well, me. I, I I do a couple different. You know, I, I I sort of give myself lots of permission, but I incorporate opera into my into my stuff. And yeah. um, your vocal range and your the quality of your voice is capable of an opera. You know, I mean, is an opera considered like a very certain level of ability or gift or whatever? Isn't so you can do that? Yes. Yeah, and um, when I I. Obviously, this just came together in the last couple of days. But um, the thing is, is that I wanted to say how much I love, 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 love the videos. Because uh, for so many reasons, they're surreal, they're beautiful, they're funny, they're dark, they're enchanting. There's so many things. But I love, like, were you singing in Italian and then there's subtitles? Is that what it is? Yeah, right. Which is why some of the, the stuff won't work well on the radio because um, sometimes I, I sing in Italian or German or nonsense language that I made up. Oh, and, really? And then use, uh, well, for performance, super titles that are translating and for the videos, little subtitles. So do you do that in a live performance? Will we be, we be seeing that at the goth opera? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, how is benefit. that? Is that protected on a screen than the titles? Yeah. I mean, at the at the benefit, which I guess is sort of themed around this one video of mine, that's the goth song. Right. Um, I actually might screen that, but live you know, what I call like reverse lip sync, which is I'll do a live vocal, but there'll be an image of me on the the screen. Right, you know? right, so right. So we right. might actually kind of screen that video, but it'll have subtitles. And then I'll do a couple other pieces, some of some of which will have super titles. Right, 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 right. Now I'm like, now I'm really, I'm more, so what I'm trying to say is that there is something really special about the visual part of it, and you've got a great visual sense. Um. And just funny and dark. And I knew, you know, when I'm the woman who plays the mom in the goth video was at my the, wedding. The, uh, the, Lisa. The, 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 um, or the teacher, the, the teacher, the, the authority the boss, figure, the, the mom, the, the employer, the right? The manager, the manager. Yeah, the yeah. manager. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa Kaplan. Yeah. yeah, it all goes in my, she, in my head, it's all mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, she was great. I was so happy to see her in there. Isn't she a good actress oh yeah yeah i mean i hadn't seen that side of her i've seen her do stand-up and like i said she was at my wedding but which was at here art center you must have performed there have you ever performed there yes i yeah my husband Not and i were on recently. the board for like 10 years and we got married there oh 
Anyway, so we're going to listen to two of Joseph's songs so we can get the idea about how fantastic and original his music is. feeling that uh, a man in a Lincoln Town car is going to pull up outside your house and call you on your cell phone and say, I'm here. And you, being puzzled but also curious, will probably go outside to see who he is. But then when you catch a glimpse of him through the slightly tinted passenger side window. 
he'll have second thoughts. But then he'll roll down the window and he will say to you this. So what I was sort of going to ask you about was um, that you obviously are really, I mean, you are an incredibly accomplished young, well, I think you're a young man. You said you're in your 30s? I am now. Which is pretty young. Yeah. And you must have been like, were you a child prodigy? What was that like? No, no, I wasn't a child prodigy. So what was, (laughs) what was, I mean, you, so how did you, what was your childhood like then? Or how did you come into being like such an accomplished musician is what we're. Well, I think that, um, you know, uh, that's very kind of you to say. And um, (laughs) uh, as a child, I was, you know, I was I was kind of. Quiet and creative and making up my own my own little things. Um, Were you always interested in music? Uh, yeah, and, and visual art and, um, but, but yeah, and yeah, I was, I was a Cab Calloway impersonator as a, as, really? as an elementary schooler. So. Get out. That's crazy. <laughs> Which, you know, wouldn't be, um, politically correct for me, for me to do at this point, but, um, oh yeah, I think that, but anyway, uh, yes, I, I did that and, um, and then, as a teenager, I also was, you know, I, I wanted to be some sort of singer. I didn't want to be an opera singer, but I couldn't uh, sustain my voice. I would lose my voice after just like a song or something. Mm-hmm. So then I started seeing a, a teacher. Ah, so what where, What about your parents? Where did you grow up? I grew up in um, a small town in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And what, did your brothers and sisters? I have an older brother. And um, was was music part of your household? Yeah, my my mom actually has a is a good is a good singer. Not she's not a, you know didn't perform as a singer or anything, but 
She has a really beautiful voice. Uh huh. So, I might even maybe I have something of her on the on this phone. <laughs> that, would, that would be cool. Um, did uh so was did they encourage you to be musical or was it just something that you had in yourself? Um. Yeah. yeah my. You know. Uh. Yeah. My parents got me piano lessons and and stuff for which I'm very grateful. And then, and then, you know, I got yeah, I had voice lessons. Was it something that when you got piano lessons, was it something that you um, wanted, or did they were they just trying it out, sort of thing? Um, were you I like, think, I want piano lessons? I th- uh, I'm tr- I'm trying to re- see what remember. I'm trying to yeah. what I'm trying to like figure out is the nature nurture thing. Like, was there a lot of music around, or was it just something that? Um, you were really somehow like exposed to, and then you know something that you found stumbled into is, I guess, what I'm saying. Well, I've had a kind of in in a certain way, I've had a sort of tortuous trajectory because, um, you know, then I I went to school to become a painter, oh. and uh, but kept performing, and then I kind of started doing theatrical performance art but thinking about while thinking about visual art and then I came back into and I trained as an opera singer and so I've always been sort of straddling a couple different um frameworks mm-hmm. and right and yeah so I try to I try to stay grounded in a couple disciplines you know in, in music and in in writing to some degree but but contextually, I'm sort of, you know, just uh, exploding, so <laughs> or, or, or 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 oozing, or uh, you know, whatever. Well, that um, explains like why the visual aspect of your work is is you know pretty com- is like incredibly compelling. I th- I mean, I happen to really, it, I mean, it actually is my taste for real. I mean, I just really like that kind of stuff. But it's also really good in that way are you really involved in like directing the videos and putting them together and yeah it depends on the video i work a lot with uh my collaborator laura teruzzo and she's she co-directs certain things and she shoot has shot a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. she's really talented as a cinematographer so where did you go to college uh the university of michigan and did you and you studied painting there um i did yeah did you have like some fan some fantasy like like those all, all those other painter listeners out there, do you have some crazy fantasy about being a painter? Um, I don't think I had any. I don't think I had a crazy fantasy of maybe I I, I had a an interest and a, you know I enjoyed I actually was that what you were really most drawn to? I enjoyed painting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed. I enjoy, in, you know in a certain way I think painting. Well, I don't think it's more enjoyable than singing. Actually, it's more enjoyable than than, than writing things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, it's and I wasn't bad at it. But um, I think that I I also wasn't. You know, it's not that I was amazing as a painter, as a as a as a draftsman in terms of using paint. I think I, I wasn't bad, but I wasn't. I wasn't that and i think um that i i also have a weird relationship to objects once i i don't you know i make something that's an object i mm-hmm. have trouble uh living with it so, what does that mean 
I, I don't know, but I think it, it, it it's part of the reason that I became a, a performer and at least, yeah. You mean you don't like having it around you? It makes you uncomfortable in what way? Is that what you mean or yeah. can you explain? I mean, you know, I'm also right now working on a book project that, and I'm I'm compo- making all these little vignettes and essays and texts, and I, I'm becoming aware of this now that I always want to keep changing Mm-hmm. Uh, ah. something so mm-hmm. i'm i'm not s- satisfied if there's a moment when i'm satisfied with it mm-hmm. that the satisfaction dissolves later in a different moment and yeah so so once you make something you tend to be critical critical yeah or you're and critical. with and with performances <laughs> at least i mean yeah the, there's the you know they exist in a way but you still perform them live so there's still this So they're never really the same. You know, um, it's interesting. I relate to that because I I used to feel that way about cooking, like it's gone. (laughs) So no, I know what you mean, and it's there's like a lot less lot less pressure. Is your brother musically talented or creative person? My brother's actually involved in um, in in politics more and stuff and law, uh, Mm -hmm. but he's he's not uncreative actually. He's he's... but is he a lawyer? Um, yeah, he's been a law professor and, um, uh, then he went back to school for public policy and yeah. And, and, um, so when you were growing up, you seem to me like I picture you as like a pretty introverted child, like just doing stuff on your own a lot. Is, is that true or is there any truth in that? Uh, Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I mean, I had friends, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, I had friends and I and and strangely, kind of, I kind of sort of like organized lots of activities and, and stuff, too. But um, I also was 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 alone and, and, and completely satisfied, you know, being alone, mm-hmm. I think, or, or mm-hmm. yeah. So you seem like, yeah, you're very internally driven. Is it are you internally driven creatively? I mean, are you kind of like a workaholic? I mean, is there a lot of like, and I don't even mean that in the classic sense. I mean, I imagine, I'm like wondering, I guess, I'm imagining, wondering that you're just somebody who like has a lot of stuff you want to put out there and make and do all that. And that's just very consuming, All maybe all consuming. Does that make sense? Um, well, I, I am, I'm, I'm very obsessed with, with that, I, I don't know that I'm, you know, I'm not one of those people who sits down at two o'clock to, to six o'clock every day. And, right. You That's know, what it, I mean. It's, it's not as, mm-hmm. as structured as that. And mm-hmm. I think, I think because, um, I have a few, a few different projects, it's also hard to, to juggle. And I, I do tons of administrative yeah, stuff. Yeah. There's too. a lot of business to there's it. There's a lot of, there? yeah, there's a lot of that, which, um, isn't you know isn't isn't really like a barrel of, of fun exactly right but yeah because it's <laughs> but, yeah and you travel a lot i do yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and, oh, i'm gonna go to two places before i go to the art art of city really where are you going yeah, i'm going to hudson hudson and, new york and then austin texas oh wow so. you're like for a festival yeah for hudson um we're doing a concert on Sunday at this mm-hmm. place called Club Helsinki. And I think it's also like an, a benefit for, for an animal shelter. Oh, wonderful. And then um, I'm going to Austin for a 
festival called Fusebox. Ah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, you might have. Yeah, it's kind of. Is it all music or is it? It's actually, uh, you know, kind of more of an experimental theater ah. and, and art performance oh, and mu- cool. and music. So it's kind of an uh, cool interdisciplinary. So how did um, music and singing? How like how did you get started on voice lessons? That must have been sort of in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So what prompted that? Well, I. Um, had an, had some notion of becoming, you know, uh, of of becoming a a white blues singer. I and how to, how old were you? Well, I I think I don't know, like like I always wanted to be that. So like thirteen or fourteen mm-hmm. or fifteen, adolescent. Or, you know, adolescent, and so mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, I was I would play these these um, old old blues songs and sing them, but. I um, would kind of bark them out and stab at the keys and and lose my voice after after singing one of those. So then I then I started um, taking voice lessons. In, in and again. were your parents supportive of that? Um, yes. Yeah. Were were they were they um, always pretty supportive? My parents were supportive, I, and I come from an artistic family, mm-hmm. and so I think that for me. Mm-hmm. Which I notice, you know, because I have a lot of friends too who've, um, who are artists and sometimes didn't come from a, you know, an artistic family or, or their families wouldn't have a frame of reference for what they were doing. So mm-hmm. I come from a family of artists, but I think in the Midwest, you know, you don't really think they did, they never saw themselves as becoming, as making a living from their work. So I had a lot of aunts and uncles who would paint or sing or do these different things, but. Um, my parents did for a long time want me to get, you know, a nine to five job or something. Oh, and really? Be pragm- you know, it's a kind of Midwest. What did your father do? Uh, he uh, works, he managed a grocery store. So where were the artistic side of them? You said they were artistic. Yeah, I mean, he, my dad, you know, would, would like write, write poetry that he didn't show to people. But And did, did how did you... Did you did he read it to you? Did you see him doing it? Or? Yeah, some here and there, here mm-hmm. and there, and and he would he would tell me stories at night when I went to when I went to sleep, oh, and, so and that kind must... of create this mythology and stuff. So that must have really influenced you. Yeah. Are you close with them now? I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they um they are they excited about what you've done with your life? I think so. Yeah, I think I think at a you... certain point. Um, you know, for a long time, they they want, really wanted me to get some kind of job. Any any you know, which I've had many jobs actually, but mm-hmm. um, the, and they they liked me having these uh, these. You don't have a job, a day uh, job uh, now. No, no, I don't. What jobs did um, you have? I the, my first job was I worked um, for eight dollars an hour uh, at the Guggenheim. Um, Mm-hmm. Selling audio guides <laughs> to people, I had to go out and say, "We have audio guides <laughs> at the box office and this sort mm. of thing." And I worked for a blind gallerist on the Lower East Side. Cool. What gallery? And, uh, it was called Tribes. It's like that sort of. Oh, I heard of that. Of Tribes, yeah, Third literary... Third at Third Street. Yeah, yeah. I know the gallery. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been there. It's upstairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome Steve gallery. Yeah, I worked for Steve. Cannon. Oh, I love that gallery. That was like so authentic. Yeah. Real deal. Gallery. Really great. Wow, that must have been a cool experience. Worked for him for a little bit. My my friend Chavisa worked for much longer for him. Um, 
works for like a, a, a guy who sold pirated opera recordings um, and where I worked at, at a music publishing company for a couple of years in their library. Yeah, you know, never, these were never um, greatly were remunerative. Always, were you always like at a certain point, was, did you have your eye on being a, you know, musician person, music person? Well, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I did, um, I worked, you know, doggedly all the t- all the time while while having those jobs. Right. Yeah. So so, so what you were just or you probably didn't even think about it. You were just like I got to make some money. I'm doing this. Yeah, I just I just, you know, for for a long time I just sort of scraped by um mm-hmm. and worked in these. So, um, you know, it's funny because I had this image of you from all the, you know, just looking at your website and um and you know the quality of your work what impressed me was it made me think that you were just like some like i asked before child prodigy and that like you had no idea you like didn't you know i i'm curious about your struggle a bit like did you did like when when did i mean okay so what you're doing now is very very critically acclaimed no you do know that, right? I mean, we we have to say that's truth, right? That's just the truth. I've you know I've gotten some nice, some, yeah, some nice. Um, and um, was there? You seem very internally driven. You are not. I mean, you don't seem like you have a big ego about it in the sense like you're like I believe your authenticity. I feel it. I feel like you are really. It, this is work that's coming out of you that you're not self-consciously trying to make something happen. Is that to, to, I mean, you know, you want to get your work out there and stuff. You're not like naive about it, but. I think, I think probably ultimately that's true. I, I, I probably do have a big ego and I probably do ha- make certain choices that are, that are calculating um, and then, and then reckon with those and, and look at, look at, look at my choices and, and say, okay, well, is this really, am I doing this because I, I want it to get mm-hmm. attention or am I doing this because it's, um, that's interesting, you know, authentic, you know, authentic. can you give us an example of that? Of um, one of those things recently he's smiling and well, you know, sometimes that, you know, I guess I've gotten the most attention for these, these sort of funny, um, autobiographical but sort of subversive opera things that I that I do right. and I think that's um because it seems sort of inventive to people that I'm using you mm-hmm. know personal narrative but mm-hmm. channeling it through this operatic mm-hmm. form so I think that's that's legit and then sometimes I, I meander over and try to make kind of like these weird pop songs and I think that's also coming from an authentic place but mm-hmm. um you know I do I do look at also, because I've always been in between a few different e- economies, you know, mm-hmm. I've been invited into into a, a comedy context, mm-hmm. sometimes art world, mm-hmm. music world. Mm-hmm. So, so then, once you get into one of those places, you start looking at the conventions and and mm-hmm. okay, well, even even if you're upending those conventions, mm-hmm. how are you still mar- playing to that to that crowd? Mm-hmm. So I think I think that in a way, a lot of my work is is about that question. So I'm mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. I think that the space that's kind of an in-between space or where I'm not 
thinking about how to satisfy a certain group, I think it's more it's more legit um, in those instances. Does that make, that make huh. sense? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, well, now you're on a comedy stage. And of course, like, how do you succeed on a comedy stage? Is that what you mean? Kind of like anybody would be, it would be natural to start thinking that way or how to make this work in this. How to... I guess when people are shaping their careers, you know, mm-hmm. they really think about mm-hmm. that. And then often at a certain point, their work um, pales. Sometimes I think, or their work becomes self-parodic, or their work—I mean, in the in the comedy world, for instance, which I don't, mm-hmm. I, 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 which I am in sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of, I mean, you know, everybody's just trying to make everybody laugh, but a lot of the material is is not that is not that fresh in that mm-hmm. world, right. you know. And so I think, I think there are these go-to's for people. Okay, well, if mm-hmm. I. Um, tell a joke mm-hmm. about being a, a drunk or whatever, mm-hmm. and so I think there's some there's each art form has has certain limitations mm-hmm. and certain um, you know in the conventions art, c- conventions mm-hmm. conventions and economies too and who sure. you're trying to please if it's sure. a you know so in the art world it's a re- it's a really different kind of yeah. economy than say in the theater world sure. you know and and but the economies are what what are driving those those artistic practices in a certain way and i so i just kind of like you know so you you am a shady character with my hands in my pockets who's kind of like on on, on the outskirts i love that um yeah so you have um kind of um it sounds like you have kind of have a interest in um almost like a creative or a sociological interest in uh the business aspect of all the different fields that you wind up in is that right it's sort of a puzzle to work with maybe inspiring to degree is that right you seem to like be I, able to I, I be it, aware of them which I, is i find it curi- them curious yeah. but i guess i guess that psychologically i i identify myself as kind of somebody who's outside so mm-hmm. i never once I right. start feeling too inside something, mm-hmm. it makes me uncomfortable, and I want to um, complicate. Right, <laughs> complicate it. You want to make yeah. it. You want to make things harder. Yes, <laughs> yes. They need to be. Yes, exactly. That's at awesome. every at every turn. Right? So, is there any career like? I mean, what like? Um, you're pretty amorphous. Is that a good word? I think that's legitimate. I don't. I don't think that I'm amorphous. I think um, you're, you're. Well, your output. But wait, I just want to ask you, so is there anybody's career or like that you would be like, oh, I would like to have, I would like to get to do that. Is there like a goal that you could even, do you have a goal? Could you look at a goal? Is there somebody's, you know what I'm saying? I I know what you're saying. I think I'm I'm driven more by, you know, it's, it's constantly sort of balancing ambition and, um, and what's the other word? Like what I want my work, you know, an artistic agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, so ha- I have mm-hmm. a large ambition. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would like a larger audience. Mm-hmm. Audience. You know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A larger audience. And then in mm-hmm. terms of the platform, it's, it's less. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think there are, there are, there are career models, but you know, what interests me, you know, usually they're, they're really, um, people I admire are, are really blazingly original and kind of somehow 
didn't didn't don't fit any kind of mold. Mm, so, right, right. So that I makes think sense. I think we have to think along those lines sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know that that there might not be a precedent that <clears throat> that's visible um, until mm-hmm. later. You know, well, you kind of answered something. it by saying that you just really want to expand your audience, which makes a lot of sense, and that seems like a really good goal. Um, there's. <laughs> We have 15 minutes left. There's two things that I'm curious about and I want to make sure to get to. And one of them is, um, I wonder if you were, if you had a a lot of anxiety as a child or something or fear. Fear or anxiety as a child. Or now. Is there anxiety part, like maybe irrational anxieties? Do you have any anxieties? Yeah, definitely. I mean, exaggerated anxieties. Um, well, uh, any weird ones you can share? How's that? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, you know, so sometimes I, um, I'm, I'm neurotic and sometimes I like, will go into little, little, you know, episodes of like hypochondria. Ah, like imagining. Yeah, Matt, you know, imagining that uh, my body might be failing or turning against me. and, and Cancer. Could... I have that all the time. <laughs> I have that all the time. Like, yeah. Do you, do you worry about that? It could be anything. anything. I mean, yeah. And it feels real? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm imagining like you were afraid of the dark or something as a kid. Um, well, I was prone to like hallucinating. Like what do you mean? Dark. Or Real, oh, seeing like things. seeing creatures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did that have anything to do with your dad's stories? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No, just visual things, probably. Yeah, just probably. Um, you know, either I, you maybe I have a, a schizoid personality type, or um, uh, or or psych, whatever you would call it, psychological profile, or um. Or maybe you know I was born on Day of the Dead, and, <laughs> and maybe maybe I'm the the veil for me is very thin, and and I have lots of visitors. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, and then relationships. We haven't talked about relationships, so um, I I never assume anybody's any particular uh, gay, straight, or anything. So are you are you any particular thing? I mean, every everything's particular, but I I wouldn't um, I wouldn't plaster one of those words on on my chest. Have you had any relationships? Are you in a I mean, a romantic type of relationship? Are you in a relationship now? I'm not in a relationship um, now. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I have had long some. Yeah. So you've had some long term relationships. Yeah. So, um, what like what was the last last one? Can I if you. I was in, I, I got out of a relationship about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And was it with a male or a female? It was, um, yeah, I'd, I'd actually rather not. Don't want in, to talk about yeah, it? That's cool. Into, into that stuff so mm-hmm. much. I mean, I, I'm happy to to talk in a more abstract well, way. Well, I guess but... what I'm sort of interested in is um, I think that, um you know, relationships, um, you know, intimate relationships are often, um, uh, you know, they often expose 
what a lot of what we don't are issues that we don't normally deal with in day-to-day life and I guess that's kind of why I was sort of asking about them is there any kind of like how do you feel about having relationships are those things that intimate relationships are those things important to you or is there like do you think with your work and your the way your life is set up and the way you are as a creative person is that conducive to having intimate relationships i guess um i think it's conducive to having intimate relationships in in some way but um i don't know i i think i think it would depend on the person you know you need you need a lot of a lot of space for yourself and your own own work and you know and mm-hmm. uh, aside from the just the practical challenge of traveling mm-hmm. all the time and somebody might not like that um mm-hmm. you know or might want some yeah mm-hmm. how many days like are you traveling almost all the time or it's about half the time half the time and when you travel do you have people that you travel with mostly mm, sometimes sometimes not so sometimes you're traveling by yourself yeah does, Sometimes. Yeah. Is that does that get lonely? Um or is that or is it usually there's enough people? Or, I mean, or yeah. maybe you don't even want to maybe you like that. I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's okay. I'm wondering if like your mom cuz you said that you I get the feeling you talk to her a lot regularly? Uh, yeah, I talk to both my parents a lot. A lot. Are they like a stabilizing factor in your life are there people that are stabilizing factor in your life yeah and you know i mean i have a lot of a lot of friends who are both uh warm brilliant and also unhinged so i wouldn't i wouldn't say that (laughs) (laughs) um you know a lot of a lot of the people who i surround myself with yeah they're they're stabilizing to me although they may not be stable right (laughs) no but consistency Um, yeah you know, you people are predictable in their unpredictability, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's all you really that's all you really need. So uh, we got eight minutes left. I want to talk a little bit more about the benefit. But so, how are you, you are are you happy where you are in your life? This seems like a good place to be. Yeah, I have a couple a couple things I'm working on that I hope come through. And um, you know, as long as I I have these things to do and yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what what was the biggest um turning point in your career as far as getting to the place where it is now was there a a body of work that kind of um i i to me i've you know i I don't know i haven't really thought about it that much i Mm -hmm. think you know but to me, it seems sort of gradual, and then and then at some point, it seems like people have some context for you or recognize you or, or mm-hmm. give you, yeah, yeah. So it's but, really slow, isn't it? But the, I mean, in a sense, it happens very gradually. It, I think, it, for for me, it had, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, there have mm-hmm. been a few different, a few different opportunities mm-hmm. that I think sometimes open doors to other ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And what is the aspect of your work that you're most focused on right now? Can you, is there any way to um, generalize on, these are, these are a lot of, these are like, <laughs> these are big questions for 
um, one conversation because <laughs> they're all kind of separate conversations, frankly. I'm just trying to get as much in. Right. Um, is it a certain type of music? Is it a certain kind of film? Is it, you know, acting? You act too, uh, right? Some Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. But that's not something I've pursued. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I've got some songs I'm going to release, some, some new videos I'm working on. I might uh, do something, a TV thing um, oh. that I should know about soon. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, you know, I have a book a book uh, that's going to come out in the fall, too. Oh, wonderful. What kind of book? It's a book of um, stories, essays, vignettes, and, you know, sometimes scripts from performance that I'm adapting for the page. So mostly creative writing? Yeah. I would oh. say autobiographical fiction. Oh, that sounds really neat. <laughs> um, where Who's the publisher? Or where? Turtle Point Press. And where? Oh. when is it coming out? In November. Are you going to have book signing? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go on a tour. And stuff. Go on a tour so, so we yeah. can talk about that. When it happens, you have to let us know. Okay. So I've got like four. Is there anything else that you wanted that I didn't ask you? Was this like, was I grilling you? Did you feel grilled? I don't I don't feel grilled. No, and in terms of the relationship thing, I just, you know, it wasn't, you know, I so I've, you know, had relationships with, with you know, boys and girls and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I just don't want to go into the particulars. I don't of, blame you because there's probably those, people that you know that might uh, hear this at some point or people that, right? I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, I like to, you know, I don't, yeah, but I, I yeah. We got, we got it. Yeah. I got the picture though. I yeah. got the picture and you're a young man. You must have, I mean, you must have a billion options. He's so cute. <laughs> um, But uh, anyway, I, I really, uh, I really appreciate you being here. What you should really do, listeners, is just go to my Facebook page and look at all the stuff there, and I'll be posting a lot. I'll be posting all the songs that are in the playlist. And I want to um, remind people once again, like, how great this benefit. I'm psyched about the benefit, right? Yeah. Aren't you? I think it's going to be so fun. And I think, like, they're going to be able to do the whole space up. And, and Jamie Warren is helping with Oh, you know. oh, oh, cool. You know, Who, and Jamie. no, I don't know. See, who's that? She's a uh, my friend. She's a really good visual artist. She does things like she'll make like a, a Fra Angelico altarpiece, but with all horror movie villains and stuff. She's really good. Oh, wow. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be so freaking awesome. I am definitely going to be there. You should see. And I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a really great experience it's not like just a benefit it's like a whole experience and people are encouraged to dress in a goth way and it's just going to be fun so um please come it's at and if you want to uh, read more about her get tickets it, it's at artfcity.com slash goth opera oh and also i wanted to mention for for the if you buy a what is it? A um, ticket for seven hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> you are going to make a phone, a, a, an answering message. Well, tell me. I don't know what it says. Whatever you it know says, that? I guess I'll. <laughs> they I, asked you, right? <laughs> they, they did. Yeah, Patty asked me. There were a couple different. Th- she was like, it was like this or that. So I'm not sure what I've agreed to, but. Uh, um, I well, I will do it. I assure you. Well, somebody had a great idea at the meeting I was at, and we all got excited about it. So I guess like if it was, it would be like, 
hey, you know, whatever, you know, uh, Lisa's not here, but leave a message or whatever it is, you know, that kind, that's the basic idea. But I think that was such a cool idea and it's cool that you're going to do it. So if you get a, um, you know, I think it's a great idea. It'll be really funny. I'll probably ask you to sing something or who I'll knows. sing it or just, yeah I'll make yeah it, I'll whatever make it they good. want whatever <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. whatever for you know for that kind of money <laughs> whatever you want yeah and um also by the way it, the uh benefit is going to be a collapsible hole on 55 bethune street which is uh going to be in you know anyway i hope i get to see you guys there you listeners you because i'm going to be there too and i'd love you to come So anyway, thanks again for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn.